After a brief hiatus for both Formula Talk and supporting race coverage, we are back for the final rounds of the F1 Academy season taking place this weekend in Austin at the Circuit of the Americas. Welcome back to Formula Talk. My name is Sophia and joining me today, as always, we have the lovely Tom Downey. Hello. It's been a while. Uh, I know it's been a while. I'm happy to be back. I'm, I've missed talking about supporting races. How have you been? I've been, I got back from the Nürburgring on Monday, so I'm, uh, yeah, I know, I spent two days doing laps, so I'm very happy. Oh, so, yeah. definitely got a post of content on that one, that seems amazing to go around the track. I didn't take a single photo when I was there, because I spent, the, uh, mate, honestly, I spent the whole time I was there, I'm very much one of these that live in the moment, I spent the whole time just driving around, I don't know what was louder, the exhaust on my RS5, or me. <laughs> when I was going on the circuit, because I was dash cam. Should have like that would have been the perfect do a lap around. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be going, but I'll probably go back to sort of March next year or so, and I'm going to get some GoPros nice. in the car. But yes, I am. I am. I'm very well, thank you. Cool, awesome. Before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get place your wages, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on all the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, be sure to follow us on our brand new social media channels. You can find us on X, Instagram, Facebook. I was going to say Twitter, but then I was like, I just literally said X. <laughs> but but mate, it's, yeah. <laughs> it always changes. But it's at Grid Talk UK. So you follow us to stay up to date with all our shows, not just Formula Talk, but also our sister show, Grid Talk. It's been a bit of a hiatus. We've both been, mostly me, have been a little bit busy between work and life in general. But we know we have missed coverage about the last round of Formula 2, Formula 3 that took place in Monza. We will be covering it. We're going to plan after F1 Academy is all done, which finishes this weekend. We're going to do an F3 roundup because we knew we now have some drivers being announced for the 2024 F3 season. When it comes to Formula 2, we still have one more round, which is all the way in Abu Dhabi. So we still have a bit of a while before we can decide who will be taking the championship as well. Because still, it's going to go down to the wire and I can't wait. And then also we will be discussing F1 Academy and some of the things that have been coming up in the news. And who knows, maybe even throw in a bit of IndyCar because it's been chaotic already in this offseason. And I can't wait. <laughs> I'm ready for like the new season of IndyCar to start because... Is shaping up to be crazy already. So, F1 Academy. Bit of a hiatus from the last round. I think the last round took place at end of July. So it's been a bit of a break. July. Yeah, it was in My France. Man. July 30th was the last race that they did. I knew there was a big gap. I didn't think it was that long. And that's one of the bugbears to have about a calendar from this year. Obviously, as we'll talk about in a minute, the calendar for for uh, for twenty twenty four is quite a bit different, and it's very much been a year of shedding oh, water. It, it, yeah, to run up, but yeah, finding their feet, should, should we say, for, uh, for 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 the bodies involved. And the news. So you, you can tell I've done it for a while. So keen, being in she. I know. Oh Just, my god. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, no, yeah, no, it's it's good, and it's 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 good to have it's good to have uh, a front of calorie back. And one of the things I'm really excited for, I've just had a quick look on SkyGo. Obviously, my Skybox is downstairs, so I, I can't check that. But I just checked on SkyGo because obviously the weekend is on Friday. One of the good things about it being in Kota is I love Kota as a circuit anyway. It is one of my favourite circuits. It's certainly my favourite of the modern, especially Tilga circuits. Is is certainly my favourite of all those. I think Austria is my favourite ever circuit. I had an interesting choice. I know closely followed by Abu Dhabi for certain reasons. I'm joking. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, no, uh, that's a joke. That circuit's awful. Now back up, back on topic. You can tell I haven't done this for a while either. Coach obviously could circuit lots of room for support races because they have stuff going all year round. So it's not like the surface gets particularly dusty like we do with places like the Hungarian where it doesn't get used all year round. But the other thing, because obviously it's in Texas and it's it's slightly late in the afternoon for Texas as well for the F1 stuff, it means that when the support races are on, we can actually watch them and we can watch them at times that are ridiculous. Now, when I say ridiculous, I don't mean like the European rounds where we'd wake up at 8, 9 a.m. to watch F2, F3 or... Talking about it, we're waking up at 6 in the morning for some of these European FIFA series races. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't make up for all of those. I'm talking like catch up on quality afterwards, and then maybe watching, maybe watching the Saturday race with a cup of coffee, and that's only for F2 because F3 is a baby sleep. Uh, but yes, but on on a real, obviously F1 there's for start there's there's qualifying on the Friday, so it's a different weekend format for that anyway. So that frees up a little bit of time for F1 Academy. I don't know offhand what time they're racing local time, let alone UK time. I haven't looked. Um, release, so yeah. So, oh well, there we go then. But given free practice for F one is something like four p.m. UK time, something like that, or maybe even later. And quality is something like eight nine p.m. for us. That means I'm hoping that you know the, the, uh, the main bulk of the Friday action is going to be between I don't know five and seven p.m. or something. Now that that that. Obviously, at the time of recording, we don't have the timings out. So, if we're going to furiously Google, we don't have those timings out. So, it is, you know, I've, I could be, could be check a big waffle like like normal. Yeah, it's it, it'll be good for TV coverage, and if yeah, it, it'll only be a good thing for F and Academy that they're going to have effectively the broadcast that. F1 gets, or the F2, F3 get. Obviously, they're not going to have the same commentary team or all the rest of it, but all the infrastructure there to live stream it is there. And I've read, as far as I'm aware, it's actually on TV as well, because that was one of the biggest bugbears we had at the start of the season. It was, it was, to be honest, that was absolutely fast. And I'm glad that F1, or whoever it is, the Formula Management, are actually going to be broadcasting this live on Sky, because I, for one, will be watching it Granted, I might have it on my iPad because there's a small matter of the Rugby World Cup semi-final on, on Friday. And so I said, don't you roll your eyes at me. Come on. It's every four years, mate. And, it, yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, but I will absolutely be watching it. And then obviously through Saturday and Sunday, we'll be able to watch all of the action. So for once, never thought I'd say this, but absolute W from from your management on it. Yeah, jump into that and we'll talk about some of the standings. So if you're listening in Europe, F1 Academy has various different channels that they are distributing uh, pretty much on Sky F1 or Sky UK Sports. If you're based in the UK, that's be where you will um, be able to watch it. If you watch it, obviously, on 
your country's usual channels to watch F1 will be on the same. I've just checked the website. There is no Times posted yet. I've even checked press releases. Nothing's been sent yet. So I think they're finalizing last minute details because I think there's also another support series racing that is taking place at the same time as well at Coda. I want to see yeah, the it, Porsche Cup. I was going to say it might be Porsche Super Cup. Yeah, um, they've done it every year that it's been yeah. with it. Yeah, honestly, Porsche Super Cup is a good watch. It's yeah. so close. And there is yeah. female drivers there. You also have Sapper Cook. She yes, does we do. drive there. But if you're not familiar, because it's been a while with the F1 Academy format, there is two free practices that take place on Friday. There's also two qualifying um, races that do take place also on Friday to determine the three different races that will take place. Qualifying one determines race one on Saturday and race three on Sunday. And then qualifying two determines the grid for race two, I believe. It's been a while as well, but yeah. From that, as mentioned, there'll be two races on Saturday and then the final race on Sunday. Sunday has the most points to take place. Race two is always a reverse grid. So I believe it's from qualifying one that gets determined from it. So yeah, seems to be quite good. Same track as F1. So 5.513 kilometers, same DRS zone, same corners. There's obviously no fastest lap yet because there hasn't been any. But looking at the standings, we'll look at the top five because those are probably the more drivers in contention at the moment there is a big lead to be fair between first and second and let me just do the calculation because i can't do math off the top of my head there's a 48 point difference right now currently however there's three races they can make up the difference and because we've had over six different winners over these last many races anything is possible so looking at the standings we have marza garcia who is currently leading with 235 points we have Lena Buller with 187 points in second. Hamda al is 179 points. Nirai Marti is 157 points. And then Abby Pulling is 143. Interesting enough, they are all, I think almost all of them are different teams as well. Out of the five. <laughs> yeah, every single, yeah, the top five is yeah. all five of the different teams. That is great to see because it makes it so much more competitive because anybody could instructor standings is a bit of a different story yeah mp motorsport is killing it with 372 and premise behind with 349 it's like the opposite of f2 yeah it's quite close yeah surprisingly the person that's winning the driver's championship their team is last in the standings for constructors interesting <laughs> but yeah so that is currently the top five of the standings it's been a great season of f1 academy obviously there has been things to develop and look at into making the sport a lot better obviously from the bankruptcy of w series there was obviously a lot of pressure on f1 academy doing very well and to be fair, I, the only downs that I've ever had is obviously the broadcasting and the media packages that we get afterwards and how information is displayed. I think that was, I think, one of the only criticisms I had of this season. But from the videos we were able to watch, the press releases we were able to receive, I think it was great. Obviously, all these drivers also have their own social media, so they're able to post like the behind the scenes, explain how their season has been. And there's been some really good battles. So I can't wait. I'm going to try to watch every single thing possible 
this weekend, even with the rugby still being on. <laughs> and you rolled your eyes at me. Because <laughs> I was still watching it as well. Don't, yeah. I was going to say, you're, you're a sale fan, aren't you? So Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am based in Manchester, so definitely have to be a Sail Sharks fan. And it's a lot of them playing in the England squad, so need yeah. to support. <laughs> Come on, I mean, South Africa. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, Faf played for Sale as well. In this day, yeah, whether whether start, yeah, whether he'll start on Saturday, we don't know. But this is not a rugby podcast. No, that will be. So. That'll be rugby talk. That's our next. Yeah. <laughs> that's our new no, kind no. Of brothership. Let's let's focus. On, let's focus on getting one podcast right first before we branch down to another one. Yeah, definitely. But if you have enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you would take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 72% people who have not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like, share, follow, or subscribe. Now, it's been a while. What is your poll, podium, and bowl predictions for this race? Putting you on the spot again. Mm, God, where do we begin? I really don't know. Because because there are five drivers in, in contention, I'm just looking at the standings now. I have also figured out all the timings for this weekend, which I'll get to once you've done. I know, yeah. Because I'm an absolute genius. Yeah, I'll, when, when you've done your predictions, I'll, I'll go through the timings for this weekend, both track time and UK time. Okay, so... Uh, oh, okay. We don't know. You know Separate qualifying sessions, and then we've got three races. Paul, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say that. Part of me, part of me wants to say Alcubasi, but then another part of me is just I think maybe Wait, you know, which one? Because there's two. Oh god, they're, yeah, they're in the same team as well. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, Hamza Alcubasi because she's she's been. I think I got the right one, but yeah, you know, apologies if not. She's been she's damn good this year. Yeah, I say either Ham either Hamza Alcubasi. Oh, uh, Marta, got, Marta Garcia or another one that I'm going to have a little bit of faith in because she's riding this wave, obviously recently announcement. Today, aside from McLaren, I'm going to back Bianca Bustamante as well. I've probably also butchered the name, but that's me in a nutshell. Oh, God, as for... Yeah, uh, I'm going to say my bold prediction... To be honest, I'm not going to give you three different podiums because I can't think that much. But just tell us about yeah. all three. Okay, so I think Marta Garcia is going to win race one because I think I'm going to put her down for pole. I'm going to say Hans Alcubasi is going to win race two and Bianca is going to win race three. And my bold prediction is Marta Garcia wins the championship by race two. Okay. And I just hiccups. <laughs> okay. Technically, I think she can actually win by the end of race one, potentially, as well. Because they do get points in qualifying as well, so obviously that kind of... I know, yeah. So yeah. a gap as well. I, yeah, definitely I think race one, she could win. It depends on where... I'm not having you influence my answers. I know your game, Richmond. I'm just saying. Fair enough. I Okay, my two poll. I think Lena Bullet will take the first poll. And then I think Nurea Marti will take the second poll. Race one, I think Garcia will win because statistically she's been winning most of the race. Well, she's won three, two of the race ones. So statistically, that is quite better. I do think Bianca will win race two. 
And then race three, I think Garcia will win it again. I think she'll do a double to finish off the season. Again, she's won it three times, race the third race. So that's a quite <laughs> she's won half of them. So that's a great stat to have. So yeah, I think Garcia race one and race three, and then Bianca race two. My bold is I want to say because DNFs have still been quite a big thing that does happen in the races. Not due to driver's skill and crashes. A lot of it's actually been more mechanical than it has been due to battling. I do think no DNFs by mechanical failure is going to be my bold in any of the races. It could happen in qualifying. That's fine. Doubt it. Free practice. Doubt it. Could be possible. But in any of the races, no mechanical failure DNFs. I think that's standard. <laughs> yeah. That's not me, Rich, because that's me pressing the wrong button because I just briefly took my off. Yeah, to Josh, I'd forgotten about the lack of reliability. I can't remember who makes the engines. I think it's Mechachrome. Yes. I can't. Yeah, I thought so because it's just the same sort of junior series. It's, it's probably in the contract that Mechachrome do the engines and Delara do the chassis or something. But yeah, that's a good point, actually, about, about, about mechanical reliability. Is in. In F1 Academy's defense, there's not been that many sort of like major accidents this year. There has been like, obviously, your driver running wide on the rest of it. That happens. That happens in most because drivers will push, they'll find the limit, and sometimes they'll push past the limit. But there, there haven't been any really notable daft accidents. There should have been nothing like Lance Stroll level where you just sit there and roll your eyes like the exorcist. You've, you've got to give credit to them. You know, they've, they've all raced very cleanly this year. And some of them have been racing in between of this gap. I know just because I do follow her on social media more than the other drivers. Bianca does race in F4. She's also been on some of the US Pro tracks as well, working in, I think, like one of the endurance style ones. And a few other drivers have been taking place in different F4 disciplines and other kind of motorsport disciplines. So it's not like they've taken such a big hiatus. Some of them have been doing sim. Some of them have been racing in other um support racing or even just getting more time out of the track some of them have been doing some test driving and development as well potentially uh, for teams that we're just not aware of at the moment because leading into the next season it is that announced and it was announced in july <laughs> but we've not really discussed it too much but it also relates to some news that broke today which is that all 10 f1 teams will have an F1 Academy driver and livery for the 2024 season. Now, I'll mention this as well because that means that they will have backing as potentially a development driver. It's still not stated what kind of role the F1 Academy driver will be involved with. It's, I believe, to the discretion of the F1 team as to what they will be doing. But news is just broken today that we have one driver already announced in F1 Academy for 2024, and that is Bianca. Uh, she is now with McLaren for the new season, and she's actually moving from Prema to ART, which is a big jump, I think, in her career because she's been racing with Prema even in F4 d- disciplines as well. Yeah, so she's been with Prema for a while, and it's yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a leap of faith. I do wonder if obviously ART being a sort of British backed team, I wonder if there's perhaps some contractual obligations with with her joining McLaren. I don't know, I'm just speculating. But yeah, no, it's, it, that, it's good to see drivers begin to get you know, nailed, nailed on for next year. And as for the F1 team's involvement, so it's a, 
I hope it's not just a case of slapping their livery on a car, buying some prawn sandwiches, Red Bull catering style, and just and, and just yeah, just I hope they do actually work with the drivers. And I, I'm not saying to see them in like free practice every other race weekend, so especially if it was like a sprint weekend or something. That'd be that. But if they get regular simulator time, or even if they just sit on the pit wall or in the pit garage and they're just around it. It's good that I see, the, it was, I think it was Lena Buller last week, who's with Alfa Romeo, I want to say. She was out in, I can't remember if it was this year's car, if it was a previous car, where she was out doing some laps somewhere. Again, I can't remember where, and I do apologise, that sucks that very much as a skeleton story, but the point was, it was the first time she'd ever been in an F1, sitting in an F1 car and then actually taking it out, do, do, doing some laps. That's huge in itself. That's really big for someone in F1 Academy to get into an F1 car because it's showing that, at least I hope, and I really hope, that F1 teams are taking this seriously. And that's certainly what it appears to be. I will reserve judgment until we see what happens with F1 teams' involvement next year. And if we don't, there's going to be an absolute juice of a podcast uh, that, that you and I are going to do where I'm going to tell them a new one. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> you got Jess Harkin, uh, Hawkins as well. That was in the Aston Martin course, recently yeah. as well. Um, she is not at an F1 Academy, but she has been uh, Aston Martin's reserve driver. The thing is that there's 15 cars in the 2024 season. That means 10 of them will be backed by a F1 team. But the five remaining will still be backed by other sponsors and might have other teams supporting, but those 10 are the main. The fact that we already have one already announced for McLaren. I'm excited to see who goes to which. Obviously, Lena has connections to Alpha. I want to say, to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me if Sophia Flourish actually switches from F3 to F1 Academy. I was just thinking Alpine that. Alpine, because that yeah. is her. She is an Alpine driver. That would make sense. I would say maybe because F3 is higher than F1 Academy. It might, it might be know, seen as a step down. Yeah. yeah. It, it just depends because also we still don't know if the person that wins F1 Academy means that they cannot compete in F1 Academy. It's still not, I've not seen that in any kind of press, yeah. media, rules, whatever. So we still don't know. I I think that would do a disservice to whoever wins it, if it is Garcia, if it is Lena, because that also can hinder the development because if they can't get an F3 seat or an F2 seat, they're just stuck because yeah. then they're going to have to go to a different discipline. But we'll see. I'm excited. Um, as well, the program manager for doing the involvement with F1 teams is actually a former, uh, former F1 driver and ex-McLaren test driver, which is Emmanuel Priro, who is helping with the program in F1 Academy. I didn't know that. He's, he's, he's also a steward in F1. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, he is one of the pro like the program's being headed up by him, as according to the announcement announced today for Bianca. And speaking of 2024 again, we have a calendar for next season, and it is matched to the F1 calendar. And I am excited for us, because that means we are more likely to get proper coverage of the racing in between. I'm interested to see, because I've not had a chance to cross-check it, but some of them is also relating to F2 and F3 races on their calendar. Straight off the back, Abu Dhabi is on the calendar for F1 Academy. F2 always races in Abu Dhabi. I want to say F3 is racing in Abu Dhabi, but I could be mistaken. They're not. F, the, F, F, 
FC was done as a monster. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're not doing Azerbaijan like how they did two years ago either. Why is my computer being weird? Yeah, so the calendar is as uh, one extra round. So instead of six rounds, or actually, no, there were seven rounds this year as well. It is taking place in Saudi Arabia, Miami, Spain, Netherlands, Singapore, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. I like this because it's a big mix. It's not all North Amer- not all European and then one North American like it has been on this calendar so far. I don't think they have announced where the testing is. Yeah, they've not announced where the testing is for, I'm assuming this could be about two to three different testings in between some of the races. So March 7th, March 9th is in Jeddah. May 3rd to May 5th is in Miami. June 21st to 23rd is Barcelona. Uh, August 23rd to 25th is Zandvoort. September 20th uh, to 22nd is Singapore. November 29th to December 1st is Qatar. And then December 6th to 8th is Abu Dhabi. So not that many big breaks as well. Got a double header to end the season. The only big break is in between March and May. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, That's there's, it. There's, yeah. There's two months in in between Chad. I'm looking at it here on, on my left. There are two months in in between. Yeah, and then yeah, then, then March. So we've got Spain, the Netherlands, Singapore, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. It's good because it is following a. It's yeah. It's not as like fits and starts as as we've had this season. And there's a good mix of circuits there because different because. That, you know, that makes the circuits looking at just taking the you know, parts of the nations after this, just looking at the actual circuits, obviously incredibly fast, high speeds. We saw, we've, we've seen what it can do. Certainly in the junior series, look at F2 from, I think it was 2021 or 2022. And then for had that horrible off the line. Miami, again, you know, a fairly sort of technical track, not necessarily my favourite. And then Spain, one that they're all going to perhaps know a bit more, high downforce, high speed. Zamvol, very sort of twisty. And then Singapore obviously has that has that reputation. And then Qatar, which is seen with the F1, it's really intense. And then Abu Dhabi has yeah, it has a mix of like fast flowing sector and sector two, and then the balance sector being a bit more like a street circuit. I'd like to see something like a Monza or something like a Austria on that list, just to perhaps mix it up a bit. I'd you know perhaps in place of say Spain, I think if, I think if we didn't have Spain, if we had say Austria, maybe Silverstone or something, I think I think Austria would probably be the one that I would change because obviously that's a very yeah that that's a very high speed but fairly low downforce circuit, so that's a different test. There could be logistic logistical reasons. I don't know. I don't know the calendar. I'm just I'm just pleased that we're actually following. You know, it's called F1 Academy, and this year. This is this weekend is the only thing we've had that's resembled an F1 Academy because the, the other weekend has basically been an afterthought, and it's been a bit of a joke to be honest. But like I said at the start, they're learning. They've F1 as your Formula One management, they have recognised that there were some issues to say the least with coverage, and next year they are beginning to put it right. I think it's definitely because obviously the F1 is getting more involved, so they want to see the yeah. sponsors show. It's I think. I agree with you about some of the tracks. I think the reason why they've probably done Barcelona is because they are tested there the most. Also, that weekend is going to be the busiest weekend in F1 because you have F1, F2, F3, and F1 Academy all racing in that weekend. And maybe Porsche because that weekend as well. I 
Ooh, I doubt it. Cause I don't think they can do they, all five. They, the Porsche Club quite often do most of the European rounds. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they might well, skip that one. Let's wait and see. Something. Yeah, but yeah, that's gonna yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a busy weekend. And you know, potentially Saudi as well if F three go there. F three's not no. No, no, of course not. Yeah, that's uh, the yeah. only one that old sport bases all are four. together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I don't know about Porsche, but F2 yeah. is racing with F1 Academy in Saudi, Qatar, obviously Barcelona, and Abu Dhabi. Those are the ones that are overlapping for that. And there's only one for F3 that's overlapping at the moment okay. to it. Is, so, it, is, it Cliff, is it is F2 racing in Zambort next year? No. Do we know? That's no. Okay. Both of them have been taken off. F2 and F3 have both been taken off. Interesting. Okay. Just very quickly as well, I just I, I have managed to dig out the timings for yes. this weekend. So I've converted all of these. So I found the I'm just gonna pull over to this screen so I'm not looking off axis. I have found both the local times and then the track times. So F1 Academy, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody who's listening, F1 Academy, the first practice session. Now, first of these I'll do local time, then I'll do UK time. So first practice is quarter past eight until five to nine. So that is quarter past that is quarter past two until three o'clock. We then the next one is uh, sorry, we then have F one FP one. Then after after that's done we have F one Academy FP two, which is five to two. So two o'clock. Yes, yes. To all intents and purposes, two, 2 o'clock US time, that is 8 p.m. UK time. There will be the F1, I've seen the F1 press conference, so I'm lapping that. We then have the F1 qualifying. After F1, after F1 quali, starting at half five US time, we have the first qualifying session. That is, I've written the wrong time down for that. That's going to be a little bit late for us. So half five US time is going to be... 11 probably yeah half 11 so yeah that's going to be that's going to be a, a bit of a late one and then the other qualifying session so i've called it q2 it's not q2 as such that is then five to six so midnight until 10 past midnight so that's your friday timings your saturday timings we then have we then have the two races for f1 academy so the first race is at quarter to quarter to four UK time because it's quarter to ten US time, and the second race is half three uh, US time, which is half nine UK time. And again, that race is going to be about twenty minutes. We then have the F one sprints after that, the sprint race or whatever it's called these days. Then on the Sunday, just the one event, we have the third race in the morning, which is twenty to ten. US time, which is 20 to 2 UK time. So the only ones which are quite late are the two qualifying sessions on the Friday for F1 Academy. Which is the key event. So like, watch because it sets the tone yeah. for the races. It, it, if there's it no does, yeah. penalties. Yes. <laughs> However, they are quite short sessions. You know, the first qualifying session is 15 minutes. There's then a 10-minute interlude, and then the second qualifying session is another 50 minutes. So it is done within 40 minutes. That's not bad. Give or take if there's any other issues as well, or delays. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which could happen. It Anything can happen in Coda, let's be honest. It's a fun track. But I'm, I'm excited to see who will be crowned the first F1 Academy winner. Anybody in the top five, maybe even Bianca, who's in P6 in the standings, could potentially wipe out and take all the points needed and potentially win as well. That could be a possibility. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the coverage is. I'm excited to see who will be commentating as well. I'm assuming it's probably Naomi Schiff and maybe a few others coming into that. But yeah, so that's it. We're finally back on Formula Talk. Um, Pretty much you can find us on YouTube where most episodes are recorded live as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search Grid Talk UK for our backlog of catalogs and shows with previews and reactions to everything between F1 and sports series. Please consider supporting our channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. And also, make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty of motorsport content. We will be covering, reviewing the F1 Academy race, maybe discussing any new information that has come up in F2 and F3 because some, as mentioned, some drivers have announced that they won't be returning for 2024 and some that have re-signed for 2024 already with many months to go. Again, thank you, Tom, for joining me again, as always. Pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And thank you so much to our sponsors, Bet Online, for this podcast. Bye.